No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Why can't every day be like this? No simple road. Yeah, no, I've been on that road too. Now we're going. Look yeah, at that. that hey, was, that look was at us. jamming. Hey, welcome back to No Simple Road Weekly Rewind. We're back in, in the studio and we are brought to you by Melt Mushrooms. Melt Premium Mushroom Chocolates. That's right. Go, go to Instagram and get mushroom chocolates for yourself. And melt all your cares away and feel better and happy and skip through the fields and sing. <laughs> all those Sunshine. That yeah, That's man. what happens. They got 10 flavors, so you can't complain and say you don't like it. They even have capsules that they'll they'll ship to you. Go over there uh, at Melt Mushrooms. It's plural. M-E-L-T-M-U-S-H. Slide into their DMs. R-O-O-M-S. Hit them up. Tell them No Simple Road sent you. And you'll get $20 off your first order with them and they'll send you their menu and then you guys do the do and then you feel great. Yeah. And the that's, best thing to do is order a 10 pack, which will get one of every flavor so you can decide which flavor is the best on your own. Then you'll go to the moon. <laughs> yes. It'll be fun. And you'll melt while you're there. What's up, Sean? What? Um, we have Sean How's it us. going? I think I need to order some melt mushrooms now. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm sold. Yeah, man. That's good you stuff. Wanna, you want us to pause for a minute while <laughs> yeah. you place your order? Yeah, let me, uh, <laughs> no simple road sent me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're here with Sean, a.k.a. Long Strange Putt on Instagram. Welcome, Sean. This is a huge pleasure for No Simple Road to have you on. Long time coming. Yeah, no, the at least since Mexico. Mine. I've been, <laughs> it's so cool. I've been listening to you guys since, I don't even know, 2017, 2018, oh, whenever, shit. like on my lunch breaks. And now I'm fucking here. Well, now yes. you're here. Yes. Out. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've yeah. got, we've gotten to know each other very well over the last month. Yeah. And, uh, and this is super special because we shared two things back to back. 
and we're going to have another one coming up in February again. And Wait, so what two things back to back? Dicks. Wait, what were the two things? Oh, yeah. Oh, you guys just forgot okay. about yeah. dicks? You guys are both Everybody just forgot. Oh, I, I, <laughs> you did the same thing. I'm glad. Like, like what, what are you guys what? talking yeah, about? Wasn't that last remember year? Remember when we... Ouch. Remember when we lived together for four days in Yeah. Yeah. Shared, shared a house did. with remember the Remember when you got tank. yelled at by Dan? <laughs> <laughs> Were you even there? No. No, Sean, he was Sean. Sean was no, home. I, was at, I was at the Magic Beans and I came back and everyone was quiet. He got, he got the call. He got the call from Jordan saying, dude, dad's pissed off. You better sneak in the house quietly. But wait, 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 wait. We should do this properly because we know Sean, but not everybody that's listening is going to know who Sean is. So Sean, introduce yourself to the NSR family. Yeah. I'm uh, Sean Marmora and I run long strange putt on Instagram. Also with my partner, Jordan can't leave him out. He's right. the, uh, the backbone, the shipper, the Shout out Jordan. logistics guy. Shout out Jordan. Yeah. Jordan. Um, but yeah. Um, met the NSR family, I guess, officially at fish Mexico last year, which was, just the most absurd time I've ever had. And <laughs> didn't, I didn't think I was going to do it again, to be honest. Like it was a quick turnaround. And I, as soon as the tickets were on sale, I just get a text from Aaron. Like, do you get them yet? Call me the pusher, man. I look, dude, but wait, can, can we talk about long, strange putt? What, what, what exactly is long, strange putt? How were the, idea come from we want to give some backstory okay because you're going right into like we known it for 20 years and well, i get have. that but <laughs> but we want to build on it a little bit okay at least i do okay go for it you know make it a you know, i fun. agree i concur thank oh, you man. Shut it's up. like i don't even know how to describe it it's just like the wacky stuff that <laughs> hops into my brain like it it started i was trying to get my so my dad and i like got into the grateful dead like he'd listened to them growing up but not like a, a deadhead or anything but both of us like randomly got into the dead like around 2017 and 2018 like when i started i the, the way i found your guys podcast was i just googled grateful dead podcasts and then became obsessed with it but uh hooray seo heck yeah <laughs> great seo yeah um and then I wanted to get him like a gift because he's a big golfer and Grateful Dead fan at this point. And I was looking up if there were any golf Grateful Dead stuff and there was like one thing and nothing else. So I was like, shit, maybe I'll just figure out how to make it. So I started making some and I was like, all right, how do I like market this to other people and just created the Instagram account and started posting funny videos and memes. And now I don't even make things about golf it's just like whatever <laughs> band i'm into or now pretty lights i saw once and i'm now making pretty lights memes about the guy in the background looking like a wizard michael menner and now he's like dming me i'm like it's crazy it's it's wow. just like the most fun thing i've ever done and run with so it's it's crazy to yeah. think that like it's your mental playground <laughs> exactly it's crazy to think that like you got into the dead in 2017 18 and it's provided you actually like a hustle yeah it's so crazy and it's like like way more important than the hustle it's provided me like my best friends like mm -hmm. that i've met in the last two years and like you guys and everyone i've met on tour and on lot it's it's i've met more people in the last couple of years and i feel like i have my entire life that i just resonate with you know i don't That's know dope. i don't know yeah, if i ever is. asked you this sean but like because i didn't know that I don't think about you and your dad. Like what prompted you to get into the dead? That's, that's not 
normal. You're not normal. Um, well, Jordan, my partner, had been like begging me for years. He's like, listen to the Grateful Dead, listen to Fish. I know you're going to love it. And I was just like, nah, nah. Especially Fish. I was like, that sounds goofy as hell. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, my dad had like, weirdly, we'd always liked the song Shakedown Street just because it was like funky and like a dance song. Um, and this local band would always play it, uh, Pat Rowdy band, like a Jersey Shore guy. And there, it wasn't even like a spoken thing. Like he and I both just watched, um, what's it, the Long Strange Trip documentary on Amazon, which is phenomenal. <laughs> it's like a whole series. And that just like completely opened my eyes. I was like, damn, I thought this was like a dad band, like soft rock kind of thing. Like didn't know what the steely was or anything, but I just went deep after that. Like, and then fell into fish and goose and, it's funny in your uh, interview with Cam, you were talking about how Pigeons was the band that kind of got you into like realizing there's other stuff in the jam scene that's amazing. And I had the same thing. Like I heard Horizon by Pigeons and just blew my mind. That's and that was jam, like the right song that, Oh no, oh no, God, no, it's not. It's offshoot. So, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm bad. Offshoot. That's a good one too. Yeah. It, it's crazy to think like 30 years of listening to Grateful Dead music and I was so hardcore against anything else because nothing else did the thing that the dead does it just didn't didn't do it and then one you wouldn't allow it to no and then one night at a pigeon show and the fucking race is on dude um, sean what were you listening before 2017 like what was in your you know what were you jamming to um a little bit of everything i was like I was raised on Bruce Springsteen living at the Jersey shore. So that was like my shit for a while. I saw him like a million times. Like I've now seen fish in the dead. Um, I grew up like playing guitar and I love like ACDC and like Ozzy and hard rock, that kind of stuff. Then I got into like punk rock a little bit. was in like some bands I played at the warp tour once, which was a blast. Um, you play an instrument. Yeah. Like, yeah, I play guitar and bass. I didn't know, um, know not that. As, not as much anymore. Like, I really need to. I've been trying to get back to it more. It's just so busy. Okay. Yeah, he goes to more shows than we do. <laughs> but but so all of, this weekend. all of this has created your current life, which is going to shows for a living, basically. How, like, is that, walk us through how you got there. Well, I want to back up. When we were in Mexico... You and I, I remember, had a conversation, vaguely remember, we had a conversation one night about your work that you were doing when we were there. And and you were right. like, oh, dude, I don't want to go back. Like, my job <laughs> sucks. And, and then not too long after that, you started working for Festigia. And yep. how did that happen, man? Man, it was crazy. So I've been working at a real estate company, like, the last five, six years going into the office in New York, five days a week. Mm. I feel like so many people have this same realization, like COVID hit and you realize like what was important to you and so so on and so forth and realized I didn't want to be in an office five days a week, just clacking on a keyboard. Um, so I just started like looking around at stuff. I'd started long strange putt and I was like, Hey, I'm good at this. Like I can maybe like market myself as like doing this for another company. Um, and I found Festigia, which was actually called Superfest at first, and they were going to have a festival 
um, that was kind of like community voted on. So it'd be like a couple hundred people all like deciding the lineup and um, oh, wow. where it would be and all that. And good idea in theory, but after like going through that for a couple months, we realized that like random people probably shouldn't be throwing a festival. Like it's the thing that <laughs> should do. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Sure. Everyone's um, <clears throat> But yeah, so the so they kind of pivoted to what it is now, Festigia, which is something that doesn't really exist. Like there's there's media brands that cover like festivals and I I guess festival culture a little bit, but it's usually like this artist is headlining this festival and like this is like new music. But what we're doing is kind of like telling like the untold stories of the people who make festival culture. So like mm the artists, the fire dancers, the, the people who make the sculptures at these festivals who like nobody really knows about, even like you guys, like that's why we kind of wanted to reach out to you and like tell your story. Cause you guys are doing the live podcasts at festivals and meeting all these people. So it's, um, I kind of just really resonated with the mission of that and was like, told myself, I don't care how hard I have to work or what I have to do. I'm just going to get a job here. Cause this is like my perfect outlet and just, worked two jobs for like seven months until they brought me on full time about three or four months ago. So wow. much happier person now. You seem Hell you yeah. seem way happier, man. You you seem more relaxed and like just happier all I know, around. He seemed pretty relaxed in Mexico. Well, I mean, we were in Mexico <laughs> and, and, and fish was played and everything was free. And, and there were people cool. serving us yeah. in the crowd. Yeah. Was Sean was all up tight and not yeah. enjoying himself. <laughs> Fuck. This fucking band they fish. They played this song. Fuck. Oh, man. Play that. Oh, my gosh. But it, it goes to show that, like, this scene and, and the culture, if you put your passion into it and your heart's in the right place it gives back a thousand percent you've seen it with totally long strange putt you know and doing um dead and company tour what are some of the lessons you learned on tour that you can share with people man i can't even say that i've done tour like i'll just do like the local shows like god bless all my friends who do the entire run like that is a grind like i do a couple of shows and i'm like god damn i'm tired even dicks like mm-hmm. i don't oh, know yeah. if i would i don't know about vend dicks again like it was rough it was like they they wouldn't let us leave anything there like you had to pack everything away each night couldn't leave the car overnight it's like all we wanted to do is save our spot but uh lesson learned is i'm not fucking doing that <laughs> i'm going to i'm going to dicks to enjoy it i'm not going to vend it uh no, but I think the most important lesson that I learned through the whole thing is like, you're there to have fun. Like, I feel like people can get caught up in like, I need to make this amount of money on a lot or else it's all not worth it. But when you break it down, like you're there to see your favorite band. And if you happen to make some extra money, like, great. It's awesome. You got some, uh, some beer money. So right. enjoy the show. Yeah. So I think that's, that's what it's all about for me, at least. It's, it's a trip to, to now that we've like, done live podcasts at some festivals and we've done dicks and all the stuff I've had the opportunity and involved in the Instagram community. We've had the opportunity to see some of the like online drama that goes on in the community yeah. too. And, and like, that's a trip to me that that is even a it thing, is a trip. man. Like Cause nobody's even seeing each other, but there's still going on with a handle. Like, but then there's also 
what we're doing right now is like, we didn't know each other from anybody. And now I'll freaking give you the shirt off my back if I, if you needed it, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's creating these, um, relationships that are pretty intense and deep and, and like strong based on something that we all love. So it's like this huge common ground that we can like agree on. And then when we meet these people, they are like part of our family. And so like, and, it, yeah. and that continues to happen. <clears throat> Me and Andrew were talking about that there or last night at cascade talk. It's like, dude, you just keep on thinking. It's like, there couldn't possibly be any more awesome music. And I have so many friends. There's no way I'm going to meet more people. Every time you go to a show, more awesome music, more friends into the community, into the fold. It's absolutely insane how that like works. And it's cool to see like friends become friends with your other, like to see Andrew, Andrew become like, with you guys now it's just the coolest thing ever that that, yeah, that, that's, that's, that was a weird thing that's one of our favorite things with no simple road of seeing people all over the country that end up next thing we know they're at shows together they met through listening yeah. to the podcast and knowing us then they're at shows and meeting up all over the place and it's like what the fuck we facilitated that <clears throat> i can't like, wait i can't wait for our listeners to hear the podcast that we did with Andrew when we got back. Oh wow! From Cascade, oh, yes. I, I can't. I can't wait to hear that. It's gold. It's it's gold. Is oh, all we can shit, say, dude. Um, yeah. but I want to so go back. <laughs> yes, you should be. You should. Kiss all, on that yeah, one, all, <laughs> all of your expectations. We're gonna go beyond it. Um, yes. but what about? I, I want to go back to Festigia because you were saying that they like you know talk about the untold stories of the people that like the infrastructure of the scene you know the people that are carrying yeah. it how are they doing that what medium are they using and and how are they finding out about them is it just like i'll just i won't even ask a question how's it how are they finding yeah out? yeah so it's it's really like leaning into people's passion so like um everything we put out like we allow like anyone to put out like a piece of content. So like, if you want to write a blog on like this festival you went to and how great it was, like we'll pay you to post it on our site. Or if you want to create like a video blog, like a vlog on our Instagram page and like talk about your experience doing whatever it is in the music or festival scene, like we'll give you money for that too. So it's, I think it's more so like allowing people who want to be in this scene who don't really know how to like, a footing to get into it. Like kind of like what I did. Like I didn't really know how to get into the scene, but you kind of meet the right people and yeah. have a good uh, infrastructure around you and anything can happen. So it's been cool. Like meeting a ton of passionate people with like their own businesses that are in the scene, but like looking to die further and make it their life. Um, yeah. It's, it's really cool. Is there, is there anything that now that you've like kind of seen the back end of festival world a little bit, and how things work when you're there. Is there anything that you've seen that you're like, wow, I didn't know that that was that difficult. Um, yeah, a couple, I mean, right off the bat, like one thing I learned pretty quickly, like we had a call about when we were still going to have a festival is how fucking expensive just the fences are at a festival. Like really? I'm talking like hundreds of thousands of dollars just to like, if you want to have a festival, like just for the fences, all things considered <laughs> just to wow. keep people in and safe you're already dropping like serious money so like wow things like that, that i don't even think of and like the security and the liability and all that stuff like it's 
you think you you can just like oh put some stages up and play music and get dope artists like there's so much more logistics and like safety precautions that the average person doesn't think of yeah we we just thinking of the fences now now i'm going through my head like thinking of the fences that probably miles of fence that went around everywhere like cascade Cascade. yeah yeah it's crazy yeah the whole venue we have our our friends ben and tiff ravert they they own rhythms ground here and they they just threw their first festival here this last summer and seeing the logistics this is why i asked you the question seeing the logistics of what they did and what they went through to put that thing on it's insane it's shit i never ever considered you know i because we've talked about like throwing a no simple road party and a small festival or whatever and then to see it actually happen it was like wow, this is really hard and like you really need to be invested in making sure that people are going to have a good time. It can't just be about we're going to make money or any of that. It has to be all in so that people are having a good time to deal with all that shit that's going to happen to get it together. And especially, uh, especially Cascade, like being a first year festival, like I feel like there's so much pressure to just knock it out of the park like year one or else there might not be a year two. But I think they did. I think they killed it. I mean, at least from my perspective, it was it seemed, so well sure run seems and like they so did. easy. What, yeah. What a. Well, what <laughs> what takeaways did you did you bring away from that? Like, what do you think went? What they did well. What do you think they did well? Um, I mean, the whole time, I like I've been to so many festivals now. Like, the entire time, I just kept reminding myself of how easy everything was there like mm. you could it was small so you could walk from one like we were all joking like oh we have to go all the way to that stage it'll take <laughs> us 30 seconds to do that <laughs> it's impossible to lose somebody because you you had perfect cellular service you had you could just like go to a stage and like look around and see if they were there um especially like the camping too like we came in pretty late and we were like oh i hope we get like a good spot and we won't have to walk too far but the fact that it's just a giant circle around the venue, like there is no far camping, like every single camp spot is a five minute walk at most. So it's just like a perfect venue for that kind of thing. And then the, the fact that they have like the built in infrastructure, like real bathrooms and showers, like that goes a long way too. Yeah. Yeah. No, the porta potty thing at festivals is, it's probably one of my it's least one of the worst. It world. is a literal shit show. At yeah, everyone, even with Randwell, yeah, porta potties are a fucking mess. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, actual that, yeah, an shit actual show. shit show. Some <laughs> of the thing, there's things you see that yeah. you will never unsee. It's, it's like, like a horror oh movie. Oh my god, what was what did this person do? And then, <laughs> then second to that, it seems you like, saw what that person did. Yeah, you saw exactly. They're yeah, still yeah, questioning yeah. it, yeah. but it's still like, who the fuck would do that? Right. Oh, okay. that's an emergency or you nasty. Those are the only two choices you get number, number two to, number two to me number two number two uh, get it it seems to be like part, like the logistics of parking and stuff always seems to be kind of a hard one to deal with and get yeah. straight and I, I i feel like from the moment we walked onto the grounds i was blown away by the attention to detail that they did like yep. the nest and the artwork and the way that they had like the healing area sectioned out and the grove sectioned out and the vendors were placed where they were going to get traffic from people going to and from the stages. And And that they can actually, the vendors could see the show too. Like, you know, I won't say a great point. I didn't even think about, I won't say names, but we were at a festival where the vendors were literally like 
a fucking mile away. They did not get to see, all they got to hear was like the second or third, like, you know, wave of the sound, you know, and it was really sad because they didn't make any money and they were completely excluded from the festival. You got the vendors sitting there, they're hyping up the energy too, you know, like, so, you know, you're walking through vendor roads, almost like a soul train line. They're like, yeah, you know, going through when, when they're separate, it, it has a whole other vibe, you know, like, oh, you have to go over there to go buy something. It's like, no, dude, you're like, just, oh shit, I'll buy this. Cause I'm standing here and it's cute. Like, I don't know. Just to me, that was one of the things that they, um, that things were placed very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in, in, inside the venue, yeah. the feeling of it too, that when we went to Oregon country fair, there's a very particular feeling at fair that I didn't, think could be reproduced somewhere else and cascade had that feeling the same kind of yeah it had that flow well, you, had the, you had the same phoenix too so yeah, yeah. apple's phoenix followed <laughs> us to, to it, it did it did have the same flow as like oregon country for everywhere you walked there was something cool to see or participate in like everywhere yeah, yeah. the oregon, food vendors were the, excellently placed that you yeah. could hear the music see the, the equinox stage the food was it, good too the food yeah. was all Great. good i was looking at it this morning for like talking i like like i tried quite a few more things than i thought i did <laughs> I, was, I was like oh shit i tried i tried like seven six or seven of the vendors dang but damn yeah. dude mm-hmm. where was i <laughs> Huh? Not with us. Not with us yeah. <laughs> Not I, wandering. Well, I had several people buy me stuff. Like Andrew bought me a smash burger. And I was like, oh, okay. Yum. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yum. I'm in. Uh, I still need to try that root beer. Didn't dude. Get to get. Well, I was going to say about the um, fair is that like when you're we'll at the fair. later. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, we'll talk about Just that later. Ahead. We're not there yet. Just when you're at the fair, everywhere is the place to be. That when you don't feel like, oh man, I'm missing main stage. There's nothing to miss when you're at fair because where you're at is where it's at, you know? And And so that's what, that was my point is like going back to Cascade. It felt like that on a smaller scale, like wherever you're at, that's where it's the place to be. And if you weren't vibing with something or you wanted to check something else out, you could just go do it. Like it was cool to catch Eggy set and then walk to the, the cosmic drip and see all that cool art while you guys were live podcasting for a little bit and then roll back to the Eggy set. Like it was the easiest like festival I've been to, to just kind of wander and do whatever you want. That was the other thing that I, I wanted to say too, man, is like, I really appreciated the way that they curated the music and how they timed everything. Like when goose ended LP was playing and Talking Dead was playing. So you could choose, like, based on what you're into, you now have the choose your own adventure of going into whatever you want. And if you're not vibing with something, there's definitely something that you are into somewhere else. So just go do that. You know what I mean? Like, I've been to a lot of festivals yep. where when the late night happens, it's like, well, it's one I can, choice. I can go to, back yeah. to camp or I can go to the late night and listen to somebody yodel, you know? yeah it's so true and like i like the small festival too like just running into the same people and like getting to know them and everyone was i don't know if it's an oregon thing but everyone was super nice and super engaging too like but i know that's usually how it is at a festival but like it just seemed more so here that was really cool that was a great representation of the oregon yeah oregon oregon is chill 
people are very yeah, this, considerate. That was my first time in the state of Oregon, and Aww. I mean, I'm pretty sold. Like, it's definitely on my list of places to uh, possibly end up. Like, it was even like my time from Portland, from like the beautiful drive to Redmond. Like, everything was just incredible. Well, just so you know, the Portland, we took a poll yesterday, and you are welcome back You're anytime totally you want, and we would love for you to move here <laughs> too. Cool. Everybody yeah. Portland says is, it's okay to move here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That is great to hear. You have an extra bedroom. Actually, yes. <laughs> yes. <we do. laughs> um, okay. This is what I want to know. Top five. If, if you were talking to somebody who had never been to a festival, 17, 18 years old, they're into music. They've never done anything crazy like a fish run. They don't even really know what that means. What are the top five things to expect from festival culture? Oh shit! You can go oh, as many as you want. I just say five because you know that's kind of like a good number. But like, if you have more, that's cool too. But you know, it, it, I'm saying this because festival culture has gotten really popular, and yeah. for, for yeah. good reason. After you know, post COVID, people are like, "Fuck that! We want to be out. We want to be party. with each other. We want to party. We want to listen to music. All that." But like, also, people want to be together too. Not just all those other. Like, people want to be close, and so being at a festival can be overwhelming. There's like, you talk about like something like um, Bonnaroo, like, you know, 80,000 people or something or Coachella or some crazy one. And then like the one that we just had, those are two vastly different numbers, but there's some commonalities in there. Like there's some things that you can expect with those two totally different things. So what do you think like is some of the, you know, things that bleed between each festival? Hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. I think some of the like common themes all kind of, for me at least, revolve around like surrendering to the flow, as one would say, yeah. and like getting out of your comfort zone. So like you can go to a festival and be like, I'm going to see this band and this DJ, this band, and that's what I want to see and that's all I'm going to do. But the most fun anyone has at a festival is like discovering new artists and go see music that you'd never otherwise would see. Like Aaron went and saw big wild and now it's his favorite. Totally. Yep. (laughs) Loved it. Loved it. Wait, did you actually like it? Yeah, it was great. Hell yeah. It was great. (laughs) Totally. Yes. You know, we, we stopped this girl and we were like, okay, what was one of your favorite, you know, acts of the whole, um, time. And she was like big wild. And Aaron's like, why remember what she said to you? No, I don't. She was like, like the passion and like he was just like so into it and there was so much emotion and so there's you know even though you may not be feeling it that's what's so rad it's like there's so many expressions for how one is feeling represented at a festival you know that there's there's a huge and you know this from fish and the dead there's a huge difference to listening to something on apple music or whatever and then seeing it live like dude I liked Trevor Hall before Cascade. I liked him. It was great. I was bawling during Trevor Hall. I started like sobbing, crying. It was, it was like, I said, this is like hippie worship music. This is the coolest shit ever. Well, it was pretty magical. Like the rain was coming down in this particular kind of a way where it wasn't like smashing down and it wasn't like super light. It was like consistent rain, but it felt like, kisses it was and then trevor hall with that like it it felt like we were yeah it felt like we were in some kind of like ashram and we were like singing 
ancient freaking hymns. And that was just like the vibe that he brought. And it was so weird because you'd walk 10 feet out of that orbit and it didn't feel like when that. we were walking, completely different, yeah. right? we were like, walking up to it and I was like, Oh shit, Trevor's doing a thing. Like you could feel the energy from the stage. Like there was like a wall. And when you walk through it, it like a curtain, it was a trip. I'd say that I'd say it was like a security blanket. If it was cold, it was cold and rainy, but you weren't cold. And it, if that makes sense and, and that reception that they were giving them, like they, everybody was singing. There were so many like younger couples just oh, dancing that yeah. was sweet. And, they, and just holding yeah. each other, singing the words to each other. And it felt like a, like a security blanket, like, Oh yeah, I want to wrap up in this. And, and even the lighting, the lighting was like subdued and mm-hmm. it, it, it was, it heavy. was very, very heavy. Well, let's, nice. That's so cool. Let's talk about pretty lights a little bit. Wait man. a minute. He, he only gave. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll keep going. Um, you said um, getting so out of your I, comfort zone. Last? Getting yeah, out of your, your comfort, comfort, zone. comfort zone. Yeah, seeing bands that you wouldn't normally see or artists. Um, and then I think this one might just be like Northeast specific, but some like coming from somebody who lives like New Jersey, New York, where people are kind of just like keep to themselves, like don't come near me. The thing that like I love the most about a festival is like meeting new people and just like screwing around with people and like cracking up. Like the some of the... I think the way I judge like how good of a time I had at a festival is like if my jaw is sore from laughing afterwards. So like <laughs> just the amount of people that were like goofing around and would just like strike up a conversation like that's that to me is like way more important than the music, meeting those new people and having shared experiences like mm-hmm. and just the fact that people are like willing to help you like if you're if you're in a pinch or you need something yes. like the last um Sunday before Goose we were like it was like the only part of the festival. It, w- it wasn't the, the festival's fault. It was just due to like, it was raining and we were packing up and we were like, Lena, Cam and I were kind of like a little bit like ticked off that we were like packing all our shit in the rain and the, <laughs> the tents and everything. And it wasn't going the way we wanted, but it, we just like stopped for a second. We were like, Hey, we're, we're getting through this. We're about to see goose in a couple hours. Like it's going to be fine. I didn't have a rain jacket. So I just walked through the campsite and found, uh, I was asking people for garbage bags so I could wear it as like a poncho. I found this guy in this giant RV, uh, JT shout out. if I ever JT. see you again, but oh, he was yeah, like, JT. come in here, brother. Like I got you. Here's a giant garbage bag. I'm going to give you some light strings. So you can like deck it out. And like told me his whole story, how he was, he's an EDM guy, but he heard goose once. And now he was like completely sold. And this was his first goose show. So like we bonded over that. So it's, it's just cool to see how like kind and like, open people are at festivals and yes. i think that's something you don't really experience really anywhere else outside of a, a fish show maybe that's that initially when i got into the dead that was one of the things that like really drew me into the grateful dead world was that right there like yep. people acted different there than the rest of anywhere i had ever been and i was like wow if we can like do this i'm in you know, like, yeah. like you said, it's, it's stranger stopping strangers kind of thing. And, and it is kind of up to us as, um, the people that are in the scene and, and kind of creating the culture, the infrastructure, it's kind of, it's up to us to not just leave it there to bring that kindness and meeting people that like sense of excitement outside of it. It's hell. It's a lot harder. It is a lot harder, 
but I think it's oh, worth yeah. it. It's so worth it. And it like, you know, you have to be at the DMV. Why not talk to your neighbor? You know, why not ask them what kind of yeah, music they it, like? Make it better. And that's yes. kind of like our whole like uh, slogan for Festigia is like make life a festival. So it is okay. like exactly what you said, like bring it back to the real world and have the same values and openness with people because we're all out here struggling and going through our own shit. So it's, it's cool to like connect with a stranger yeah. every once in a while. Yeah. In everyday life, just smiling at somebody that's not can make a huge change and make them smile. And it's simple, simple things can be so big. Well, and try, try cultivating that giving spirit at work, man, you know, with the people you work with and that, that you're surrounded by eight hours a day, five days a week, people trip out on that. I know from experience at my job, people are like, why are you helping me with this? I'm like, cause we're here together, man. Let's, let's do this. Like, wow. Okay. And I learned that going to shows. <laughs> yeah. 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 We get stuck in this mindset of like, all right, what does this person want? But it's like, you can just be kind just to be kind. Yeah. <laughs> we, we do. <gasps> what? We do that quite odd. Like, like no. we have the funnest time. You probably do too. Like just go into the grocery store together. It's so fun. Sometimes we crack everybody up that works there. The people, other people shopping, because we're just being silly <laughs> and having fun and acknowledging other people saying, hi, Hey, how are you doing? Instead of walking by with your head down and saying nothing, it's too many people do that. All right. Two more. We got, we got, you get out of your comfort zone, meeting new people, kindness. Mm-hmm. I think maybe self-expression would be a good one. Cause I feel like a festival is somewhere you can actually wear whatever you want, dress up, whatever you want, talk how you want to talk, whatever, which I've now like just brought into my own life. Like I'll wear what I wear my crazy festival stuff probably tonight to New York city to go see Trey, which is a festival in itself. Yep. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that my, my wardrobe is any different day no. to day anymore. It's no. all one. Yeah. Big they they just blend into one at this yeah. point. At, at festivals just like now I have gear like, okay, I have equipment well, that like I this, need. Is this thing like I'll wear this <laughs> yes. just anywhere now. It's not, I don't have to be <laughs> and, that, and that'll make, that'll make people happy and smile. They'll look and be like, what yeah. the fuck? Oh, cool. I meant to, I meant to ask you where, where you got it. My favorite thing is like you're wearing it. They're like, "Whoa, what is that? It's so cool!" And then you just don't say anything. Give it to them. And they're like, hey, "I can have this. Like, yes, you can have this. Yes. You can have this thing that costs less than a penny to make. Yes, you can keep yes, it. Yes, it's yours. It um, made you happy. Is that it, Mel? Um, well, we have one more, but um, I you got to go near Mike because nobody. Can we have one more. One more self-expression, mm-hmm. and then the drugs. Mm-hmm. No, Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> they're not necessary just kidding they help. there you go yeah totally yeah that is true that is true well that's that's actually a good point like i feel like a lot of people go into a festival thinking it's just like i'm gonna party for four days but like it's so much more than that it's like there's survival there's going to a festival with intention like you're gonna be nice to people come out a better person whatever it might be like it it isn't just about partying, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think it is. Well, back to what we were talking about, about taking it back out into the world too, is like, if we're not doing that in, in some way, then we're doing ourselves a disservice because, and the world too, because what we 
create together when we're at a festival is magic. And mm. just to have that just be there and like, well, guess you had to be there to have any magic in your life. Sorry. Like, that's not cool. <laughs> right? and, that, and that's a waste. And that's doing yeah. ourselves a disservice. So taking that attitude and bringing it back out with you is kind of the point, man. It's, it's, it's like a, you totally. get rejuvenated in order to bring it back out into your, even your home life. We're talking about work life and outside, but even your home life, you know, you get back and you're jazzed up. You just got all this energy in the form of music and kindness and self-expression. And then you come home and then you're lame at home. No, it's like, it helps to elevate every aspect of your life in like yeah. the, the festival experience. Yeah. And I really feel like, I really feel like, and I've said this and I'm going to keep saying it. I feel like Cascade was a really great, um, festival. No, 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 a really great, it It, it was fun. Yeah, it was cool. It was a great expression of what we're talking about. And also it was the perfect end to our no simple road summer of insanity that we just had and, and awesome shit. It really felt like down home get down that we had there. And yeah. it was, um, there was a couple of moments that I think, I think I brought it up to Sean. I was like, have you ever seen, was this you? I was like, have you ever seen inside out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the core memory thing. Like, there was a couple of moments there at Cascade that are definite core memories. One of them is, like, during Pretty Lights, we were down on the floor, and everybody that was around us was one of our homies. Somehow or another. Somehow or another. And I just looked around, and I was like, wow, I've never seen this band before. This is a completely different community than we're normally a part of, yet still... Here we are surrounded by all these people. Yeah, and somehow the people that we didn't know became that at the by the end of the show. Yeah. And yeah. like you said, Sean, too, back to that kindness, like, you know, there's a, at times, you know, festival is not all fun. Sometimes, you know, like you get wet and you're cold and you don't have any extra clothes or somebody steps on your foot and you already had a friggin' broken toe or whatever. Like there's reasons why a festival can be a pain in the ass. But like even in that situation, like, this girl was having a rough time. She needed to go to the bathroom. Like everybody's still willing to like help, help her out. Like I offered to take her to the bathroom, but her friend was like, no, I'll do it. You know, it's like just, you're not going to let anybody do that in the festival. Like have a bad time. If you can help it, why do it in real life? Yeah. You know, a moment, Sean, do you have a moment? Oh yeah. So I have a core memory (laughs) from cascade that I can't stop laughing about. And all like, it's a perfect example of this, how like in the normal world, if somebody was, somebody bumped into you and your friends and spilled a beer on you, you'd be like, what's up, man? You know what I'm talking about. Totally remember this. Yeah, me too. (laughs) But at a music festival, when someone from one of your favorite bands bumps into you and everyone's having a good time and you're just so excited to see him and he spills a beer on you and your crew, you go, Thanks for the beer, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was, that was an amazing moment. I looked over and I was like, best. "Wow, that is him from that band." And he did spill that beer all over everybody. 
Wow. <laughs> it was the great. best Good part time. of that entire, entire thing was <laughs> like the callback from, because I can't remember the name of the song now, but the song they played at Dick's where somebody's got to clean that up. Oh my yeah. gosh. Don't, don't doubt me. Don't doubt me. <laughs> don't doubt me. And Alex falls on everyone. <laughs> And Mel just goes, somebody's got to clean All over. That phrase is like saying, like I, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's coming to daily it's life. It's in my love. Like, it's like, I love you. Someone's, someone's got to clean, clean that, that up. up. <laughs> like those yeah. two are interchangeable because that was a core memory for me at Dick's yeah. was yeah. when Aaron and me and Apple saw that it, at, um, in uh vegas i like i had already been into fish love fish but this was like this is when i started to realize the complexity of fish and i'm sitting there reading that comic book and it waiting for the show to start and i'm like just you know just kind of like damn i can't believe they made a whole fucking comic book and i'm just like kind of like tripping about that and then they start to play that freaking sci-fi soldier set that was brand new that nobody and then i'm like like <laughs> tripping out literally like how did they know to put it in this comic book <laughs> like what how are they like playing everything i was so the knee. so like that when they start to sing that and just with the how fish does it just like stuck in my mind forever and we were saying that like back in like halloween you know like the unhead the knee that was the other part of it the aaron and i kept (laughs) saying it but yeah so that those core memories when you like have that association you can remember who was with you what you felt like where you sat during it the whole thing smells like like for sure (laughs) mel do you have a memory from from cascade um from cascade Dang, you have to come back to me. Apple, I have to think about it. I, I, I do, but I, you have to think. About I, it. I mean, m- many uh, like like uh, that. One of them was that Saturday night because I I boned out and had to get away from being down where you guys were for pretty lights. Right. So I ended up going around and dancing with like Karen the Dancing Lady, Drake, and all this. Then I end up with a band and another band, the band that was looking for the member that spilt the beer all over you. I ended up hanging out <laughs> with them for a while and boogieing down with them which was just super dope because they had to hit the road and stuff. And then, but the one that really stands out would be Sunday night goose. Mm. Cause it kind of, that whole day, kind of the anticipation of like, we all, we came in a little later because it was like, okay, it's raining. We're going to slow roll this, go in. Everything is going to be fine. And then the rain actually did like stop for goose. And we yeah. were all congregated there you guys, Cam, everybody in the mustaches, Mel with her mustache, Sean. <laughs> that Andrew, was great. That was so great. And, and like we were all together that night. And then that bled over into the Garcia birthday band and um, the talking, the talking oh, dead how, sets. How were both of those? Because I was at LP, uh, um, which was phenomenal, uh, but I was missing seeing like talking dead. Oh, sure. Amazing. We went and saw LP for a while, a little while. Then we went over then the same thing. Cause they were like right next to each other. It was like a 20 second walk to go back and forth. I, I said right. this, Sean, and I, I stand behind it. Garcia birthday band was the best music I've seen all summer. Whoa. They, yep. brought, they brought it that night. Well, yep. what you would, what you said to Mel. I told Mel, I said, we were dancing. They were doing like, <clears throat> they doing a William Tell or the 11 or something. And uh, I turned to Mel and I was like, I finally got you to a proper dead show. Yeah, he did say that. Like 
But that, it was really special because I'm sitting there hard, dancing hard to talking heads. And the next thing, it, it was such a fast turnaround. They I, didn't, they, they was, just like, nobody I, caught it. I, I, nobody caught it. But then the next thing, you know, I'm like, been dancing. I've been dancing to some Grateful Dead, Shakedown Street. And I was like, what? Like, I was, when did this happen? When the they fun? just Who's, and, and I, I had to look. Bands. Yeah, I had to look because I'm dancing with my eyes closed, turned around, blah, blah, blah. I look up and I'm like, Garcia birthday band? When the heck did they get up there? What? Shakedown and, Street. It was like so seamless, so flawless. And like, right, fucking on it rivaled time. any like, it dead show amazing. I ever saw. And, and the music didn't stop. Oh like a whole a whole band switched out, and the music never stopped. It was like boom. I don't even understand boom, how they did it. Yeah. Well, I saw Scott like. Oh, it was two different bands playing. Yes. Yes. I saw did, Scott. Did they come, come together at the end and do like one? We, we left they, before dude, they played till four okay. in the morning. It was almost yeah. three when oh, we left. Aaron's like, we need to get going pretty soon. I was like, why? And I was like, oh my god, we've been dancing for fucking three hours. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. They. I saw Scott from Ber- Garcia Birthday Band come up on stage with his bass playing next to the bass player from the Talking Heads mm. band, and then. They just started like one at a time dropping Exiting. out and the other one would come on and oh the, that God. guy would oh drop God. out. Yes, yeah, see, so I didn't never, catch any of that. <laughs> but but that that's cool and everything and awesome. But seriously, man, like Dicks, Mexico, Goose, all I this was like, holy shit. It that room was filled with like old growth, mossy ass deadheads from all over Oregon. And the vibe in that room was thick and they fucking threw down like it was a get down like I haven't been to in 30 years. I left there just like fucking Grateful Dead rules. I would say that um, that set that that time Sunday was a core memory for me because this is when we had uh, uh, like the No Simple Road family, like almost all of the people that we know and love and that we go to shows with and come over to the house and they were we were all in the room all dancing together and like it was me and jason jason like start to hug and he's like man i'm i'm proud of all of us i'm like me yeah. freaking too dude look at what we're we're all here having a blast this is like the best purest cleanest fun you can have you know like yeah. j- just like being with each other like you said earlier <laughs> i know <laughs> you always got to go there hey, hey i didn't say anything nobody can see me <laughs> i can it's see podcast, you man. i can see you video <laughs> yeah. i uh i i know that that's a huge statement and like fish and goose but well that's your well, opinion yeah you know. not just that but like i really want to recognize those guys for what they did i think that are we gonna see him tonight i, I just got a text that yes Whoa. yes yeah we are we're gonna see him tonight hell yeah we're going to billy strings tonight <laughs> oh shit really yeah, yeah. In a few hours. And Garcia birthday. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. playing like two nights. A stadium. Like a not a stadium, a the basketball an arena. Arena. That's where the trailblazers. Oh yeah, arena play. grass. Arena grass. I have only seen Billy once and I need to see much more of him. But I'm I will be seeing him in Amsterdam at like a tiny, tiny venue, which I'm so what? excited for. Whatever, Sean. Nobody <laughs> cares. Amsterdam. We care. We care. We care, Sean. He's just hating. Can't <laughs> even hold it back. Have you been to Amsterdam? <laughs> yeah. No, I've never been to Amsterdam. Oh my God. It's so beautiful. Oh, we, we went there in like we, it was 2009. We went there for the Cannabis Cup. 
me no, air. You were turning 40. I don't know. We went there it in It was a 2009. Year. Yeah. I know. I have the pass hanging. It was two years after I moved back to Vegas. So pretty, pretty damn positive. It was, it was crazy. We were judges for the Cannabis Cup for high times. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, you get a, ju- a nice gig. You paid. Well, you pay. You, you paid. For you pay to get to a get judge's pass. Uh, and then all the all the coffee shops that are entering their bud in the cannabis cup. You go. You bring your judge's pass to that shop, and they give you a sample of their weed and hash. We had a pile of <laughs> weed and hash that was just ridiculous on the table in the Airbnb. And the Airbnb that we stayed in in Amsterdam was like a. Built in like the fourteen or fifteen hundred, six hundred like years old. Yeah. One of those like row houses in the canals on the canals that was haunted as haunted could be. <laughs> it not, was, not like evil haunted, but it was haunted. It probably there was doesn't entities. help that you are just so high off all that. Oh, dude! Oh space cakes. I have I have one recommendation for you. Actually, two. Yeah, there was no psychedelics on that trip. No, there no. wasn't. Mm-mm. Two recommendations: breakfast at Barney's. Okay. Barney's is a coffee shop, um, like restaurant and you can have like traditional European breakfast while you're smoking a joint in Barney's. That was super cool. Barney's breakfast. I'm writing these down. Yep. And the other recommendation is just get it anywhere. Like, um, uh, Oh, I can't remember the name of the seed company. Oh, at, at, at us. Oh, wait, no. Anyway, anyway yeah. get find space cakes. While you're there, they, they have, it's a common Space thing in cakes. most the coffee in the uh, yep. you want you want to try what that. is that a f- uh, edible kind of thing? Yeah, or? it's, it's like a like a brownie, brownie. muffin just infused uh, with so much hash. Don't eat that, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah tread lightly. Don't or, eat the whole thing. I'll try licking it first. Let's yeah, see eat half. And we had, we had a hard time getting out of the dispensary, the little Amsterdam, that uh, the one around the corner from us. Mm-hmm. We went in there and ate it the first night we were there. And they have like bean bags and like like chill area. Like you could go into the dispensary and get high and hang out. And we we're like having a hard time getting off the floor and figuring out <laughs> how to get back home. Like, we met a what? we met a, a Turkish hash smuggler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amsterdam's great, man. You're gonna, You're gonna have it. a blast. It's so fun just to walk so around everywhere. Putts never coming home. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, I I have flights there i do not have flights back i need to figure out when and where <laughs> when are you going there, uh november 5th we're flying out and i think goose plays this i think goose plays the fifth and billy plays the sixth and then i don't know maybe i'll do more goose i know they're in berlin and copenhagen but you're going at a good time yeah. too we were there in october it's and, cold and it was it but it was all set up for the holidays it was so like quaint and cute and awesome oh, wow. the ice skating rinks were set up like it, it was so fun oh yeah, my god you're gonna love it man um so before we go i want to ask you of this last since february okay you you've seen a ton of music that includes fish in Mexico and dicks and MSG run and what's at the top of your list for, for this uh, year experience? I think dicks, to be honest, like that was, that was just so much fun. Like not even like music wise. Like I, I think MSG might've, I might've enjoyed like just the music better and the lights. Cause it was like inside and MSG is just, yeah. a spaceship and a ufo but 
the Dick's crew, like you guys and all my other friends and the fact that the whole place is GA and you can just run around and it's just silly. It was just so much fun. Like I, I definitely want to go back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the most surprising music to me this summer was pretty lights like that. I knew I would like it and I knew it was going to be cool, but I did not expect to like be sad that it was over and be dancing the entire time. And now I'm going to see him two days this weekend. So, okay. What was it for you though with about pretty lights? Yeah. What was it about it that made it like that? I know the people and all that, but like their music, cause it could have still been fun with a bunch of people, but the music could have been, yeah. you know what I no, mean? The music was incredible. Just how like wide range it was. Like mm-hmm. he'd be doing like the fly, like an Eagle remix, like into a rap song, into like another EDM remix. And like, it would just change up so quickly. And there were so many layers. Like I didn't even yes. know what was happening on the stage. I'm excited to go with i I'm going with like a big crew. That's like huge, pretty lights fan. Oh, so I'm excited yeah. to get their take this weekend on like what is actually happening on the stage. Cause there's like, there's a drummer, there's Derek, that there's drummer, Menor, there's Chris Carnes. Like, I don't know what half of them are doing up there, but they're all just like crushing it. So that was, that was the thing it's, that blew me away was like, as the music was happening, like with fish, I can look at the stage and I can go, Oh, that's Trey making that sound. Or that's Paige making that sound. I had no fucking idea what was coming <laughs> from where there's some cat that's nah. just playing like the weird, like synth things that you plug wires into. Like that's his job. Yeah, yeah. And then another guy that's playing drums, but it didn't sound like drums. Those weren't drums. Those were samples <laughs> that he was, I, I've never, seen anything that utterly creative like i kept yeah, being blown yeah. away by wow human beings also are fucking intense also they- like <laughs> in the in the moment too like that's so fast it's like the way that he's layering and layering and layering it's happening so quickly it's like I can't even imagine talking that fast, let alone computing and thinking ahead yeah. and plugging something in to make sense. Syncing up with like for the two other or three other people like on the fly digitally. That's a, yeah. And the whole like the fact that they blew out the generator <laughs> one song in. Like people were like freaking out that like this is bad, bad, but like it made the whole thing so cool because we were all in that moment together. And then they come back on stage and the first thing they play is I got the power. It was so sick. And and when they blew the power, he's like, he's like, this is mine. To like play that first was so cool. Exactly. Like right back into it. And it happened after he's like, this is monumental. We haven't played a festival in six years. We're going to like rock this son of a band. And then boom, blew the Jenny. And then it came. (laughs) The thing I liked it. It was was like watching a music lab. Like they were in a lab for like all like scientists. Mad scientists. And with the way the visuals, were like the wavy trippy visuals and i love how they focused on them too yeah and it got like it got like gritty and dark and some of it and then it'd be like holy shit and then i don't know what the song is i gotta i gotta find it because somebody they they have it posted now the whole show's on youtube there was one of them like toward it was past the middle towards the end it had a it had this rhythm like a tumbling rhythm like really lottie dot that kept coming around and it was my favorite song in the night. I got to figure out which, or what is it? It's swirl. Yeah, what swirl? What it was. swirl? <laughs> it was. I, I like that because that shit is like swirl swirl. you're in a swirl. So it, that is what it feels like. It it totally felt like that. I I realized that he is a master at if you'll allow it while you're there, 
he will take you all the way out to the stratosphere with the music all the way as far as you can go and get weird. And then all of a sudden you find yourself just standing in reality all again, again, like he brings you all the way back, boom. And you're watching a band play and it's like, holy shit, what just happened? I've I've seen a ton of EDM and no one has ever like brought me to that place other than like a jam band. It's cool to see like a different form of music take you there. Yes. And like, I don't know if you guys have listened yet, but he, there was one show on this tour. I went back, I like went back down the rabbit hole after we saw him and I, I loved it. Um, he did a shakedown street, I think in Denver, that was just oh my god, so fucking good. And while, before he starts playing, he's like, we've played this one other time. So like that to me is just like, let's jam culture. Like you're chasing songs, like you're getting new shit mm-hmm. all the time. Totally. It's, just, it's I, so cool. The, there's a podcast called almost familiar that we did. And uh, there, it's a pretty lights podcast, and in the description, were those the the two girls that we were yeah, with? Um, yeah, yes, and, Liz and Wes, Liz and I Wes. Listen to that. Yeah, um, it was so good seeing them. Yeah, too. Wes, um, the other girl was not part of that podcast, but she was yeah. part of what um Liz was doing this time, and Wes unfortunately couldn't be there, but th- they they have they were so stoked when we talked to them for us to see pretty lights they're like we just want to be and then we got to do it we, we got, got to be, to there, be with there with her well, Weston, Weston, but she at was least, she yeah. was so happy we got it oh when i ran into her when i was off doing my thing and I, and she's like where are Aaron and mel i was like they have not moved from where we planted right up near the stage they're still in the midst of it <laughs> i can speak for them too it's like we all got it tonight she was like yes that's all i was that's what <laughs> yes. i was hoping for i was like this is amazing and then we were like, catch up with you in a while. I'm going to go dance more. We saw her the um, next day and I told her what was up. In the description for their podcast, it says, is Pretty Lights the fish of the EDM world? <laughs> and I, I 100% endorse that. Yep, <laughs> uh, yeah. Totally get it. Totally understand that. And so, I can't. I, I kept thinking to myself, these guys had to have been like hanging out one night and they're all doing their thing and then all of a sudden they're like dude we could do this live yeah and another guy's like, live yeah, together let's give it a shot man let's see what happens and then boom the, the other thing too is like i i didn't i i had no idea i didn't research into pretty lights haven't been familiar with them i've heard the name over the years i didn't know he was like an older cat with the beard and everything like when i saw who it was and stuff I was like, holy shit, yeah, homie. <laughs> this shit. Fucking, brothers, yeah, yeah, like a Papa Bear up there with his hoodie on, fucking killing it. Yeah, like a it. wizard. Yeah. All right. That's so- the thing I love about like uh the, the festivals that have that eclectic mix of like jam and EDM and whatever else. Like it was cool to be on both sides, like experiencing pretty lights for the first time and being with like my friend Colin, who's yeah. seen him a million times and telling him, like, I get it now. And then <laughs> being at goose and listening to like him and Lena be like, we get it now. Like, <laughs> just the cross pollination of all that is it's so cool. Good job. Cascade. Yeah. Yep. I, Good I, fucking job. They, um, Cascade is doing a, a great job at blending and dissolving genre. Like we've been talking about, we've, I think since we started no simple road or at least since we, um, interviewed Reed Mathis, mm-hmm. That was when we really started to talk about like the disillusion of genre and how it's so hard these days to classify anything because you kind of cheapen it because there's so much going on. Like 
it's hard for me to say that pretty lights is EDM because there was a lot of stuff there that I definitely knew was EDM and can identify. But if I heard that, I don't know that I would say it's the same thing, you yeah, know? And so like, I feel like Cascade did such a great job of making genre like the least of anybody's thoughts. It was just a dope scene with amazing music and people that are at the top of their game playing. Yeah. Yeah. I have totally. to, I have to say too, man, that being at Cascade, one of my favorite parts of it was you and Cam and the East and Andrew, the East coast crew being out here in Oregon with us. It just made it yes, feel it that did. much more like family. And mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. As far as I'm yeah, concerned, you got to come see our home. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, that's next on my list before I move there. Yeah. We got the room for you, man. Um, oh. Go go have fun at MSG tonight. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be all right. It'll be all right. Just, two, just Trey. Two okay guitarists and whatever. Fine. Yeah, we'll just go see Billy. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty decent too. Yeah, right. Um, let's see. Okay, wait. What, Sean, what's your takeaway from Oregon? Whether it's Cascade or the state, what's your takeaway from your first time over here in the PNW? Uh... It's cool. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Like I need, I need to go back. I didn't spend enough time. Like mm-hmm. actually I want to go hiking over there. Oh, yeah. I want to go visit you guys. I want to go mess around in Portland. Like cascade was dope. Definitely like a top five festival I've ever been to, but I can tell just like the people that were there, that the surrounding areas, it's, it's like family. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's what, right on. that's what hooked us, man. We got here and we were like, Whoa. And it's, and it's beautiful. And that too. <laughs> that, that homie we met outside of the tilt stage, whatever that Taylor, the, the, from Texas. Oh shit. Yeah. The, it was in the, Aww. in the R he was, he, he served in the military. Taylor. He'd been to, he, he's like, I've been to, I forget how many countries, but you know, he's been all over the world and he'd never been to the Pacific Northwest till that weekend. And that was his first festival. Yeah. And it was his first festival. And oh, he was, wow. he was like, Oh my God, first. I thought I had seen the world and turned. experienced things. He's all, this is the most beautiful place I've ever seen in my life. It was like in tears. And according like to him, it all in. Aaron's got the best chest in the festival. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he gave him a hug and was like, Holy, Holy shit. shit brother, you got the best chest in the festival. <laughs> what are you benching? Like two twenty? Two fifty. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, thanks, Taylor. Killing it. Um, you know, I I saw those. I saw your chest in Mexico, and I agree. Yeah, it's, it's really <laughs> awesome. I'm really proud of it. Uh, Sean, tell people where they can buy uh, Long Strange Putt gear. Uh, you can buy Long Strange Putt gear if you go to Long Strange Putt on Instagram. Um, everything's in the bio. Have a shop there. Got pictures of everything on the site. Um, and then I'll, I'll do a little Festigia plug too. If you yeah. get up, uh, Festigia underscore HQ on Instagram, a ton of ways to get involved. If you're a musician, artist interested in dipping your toes into the festival scene, like we're just trying to build a community of creators and festival lovers that hopefully, uh, help each other out. Hell yeah. The, one of the coolest things that I saw that you guys are doing that if we weren't doing no simple road, I would have been doing it was like the quests the, f- the festival quest yeah. that's well that so that cascade was one of those so it, was, it went really well um so we're doing one in san fran this weekend called portola um and that one's i'm excited to see what comes out of that one it's a group of like six girls and they all have like a matching costume that they put together so it's like it's cool to see people get creative with it and 
the ideas they have. Yeah, you can level up your whole festival experience by getting involved and and creating content for other people to check out, and it's a whole thing. That's dope, man. Yeah, it yeah. is. Um, all right, have a great night, man. Thank Sean, you for, we love you, man. Thank you, you for guys today, Enjoy man. Enjoy Billy. I love yes. you guys. Thanks I love you too, man. We'll we have to hang out before February. Yeah, tell, tell, yeah there's, there's plenty of opportunity. Tell Trey and Derek we said hi. <laughs> 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 oh, nice. Thanks, okay. Appreciate Peace it. Peace out, Sean. Sean. Later, brother. Cutie. Wow, man. I love you too, Sean. Yeah. Cute. Okay, Sean, Andrew, Jordan. Look at who happened to be next to each other. Sean, Sean, <laughs> Sean, Andrew, and Jordan, you guys all need to move to Oregon. And Cam. And Cam. We well, Cam, oh, yeah, Cam. Cam's in California. He Mr. Can, Mr. Cam. Oh, that's true. He is closer. Yeah. Right. But he's the one who said he might be wanting to. I know. We we need to get them all out here and on on our compound. Yeah. So they're all they're all start so the cult. I love I love Cam's post the other day of the returning to the office. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And he's talking, it's like, uh, you're not wearing any pants and he just doesn't even acknowledge it. It's like HR needs to see you. <laughs> By the way, you're totally illegally parked also. Yeah. My favorite part of the whole thing was I thought he was at the coffee machine the whole time and it was a water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Cascade Equinox Festival, everybody was time of our lives and we're going to put together an entire recap episode. We have interviews with um Small Million, Eggy, La Special, Help me out, folks. Eggy. I said that. Oh, you did say yeah, that. He said Eggy was special. Oh, the, the nest. Oh, the, the guy net. that created the nest. Yep. And then I got a bunch of the music and uh, some impromptu little snippets that we're putting together for a recap episode. So stay tuned, stay tuned for that. For that. And um, it was a lot. We're going to go and get think, ready to go see Billy Strings. And I think after you hear it, well, well, we'll talk about it there. Everybody should go to uh, next year's Cascade Equinox Festival. Absolutely. I already told them we want to be there. Yep. I sent them an email today. It's like, no simple road. We loved it. Cascade. Please. We want to hang out in the nest. No simple road lounge. That's right. No simple road lounge. Cascade 2024. All right. We love you guys. We will be back next week with more stuff and things on, well, this week on Friday. We'll be back with more stuff and things. And until then. We would bid you smile at a stranger. No, <laughs> smile at a stranger. <laughs> Be kind. Safety third. Hydrate. Who's got our SOs? Remember smile. to bring the festival out into the real world. Yeah, smile at people, especially ones that don't have a smile on yeah. their face. It can make a big difference. We love y'all. Peace.
Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you'd cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. <laughs>